This week in league, Brownie gets a bullet in his big head because he couldn't get the boys to stop shooting blanks from their little heads. The North Queensland Cowboys go to extreme lengths to ensure that their attack isn't the most retarded thing at the club this season. Jared Beal's knees now officially have two more career highlights than the rest of him. Plus, we look ahead to all the action for round 23 of the 2019 NRL season. All that more this week in league. Welcome to episode 332 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. How you doing, man? Oh, mate, I'm uh, ready for uh, ready for barley. My emotions that's, uh, the, my the, emotions are packing for fucking Mad Monday. That is uh, that is uh, premature, in my opinion. No, my, my emotions, not my love for my team. Just no, my- no, no, I mean, even if you were to miss the finals, I'm not suggesting oh. you should stop loving your team. I'm just saying that, you know, you've got, like, a couple of games left. You're, like, there. Like, it's, like, a point or something, you know, you or whatever. Yeah. Out of the, no. out of the eight or whatever. Yeah. I'm, I'm not There's talk- teams playing each other that are also vying for it. They're going to be cannibalizing points I'm off not, each I'm other and stuff. I'm not talking Penrith specifically. I just mean I need a holiday. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> they, they're just fucking compounding shit. Yeah. At yeah. the moment. At the- yeah, I hear you. Ooh. Same, same. So, uh, so you you've successfully recovered from the the AIDS virus. Yes, I've successfully recovered from the AIDS virus, but not soon enough to give us what we want, <laughs> to give us what we crave, and that is story time, motherfucker. <laughs> no, there has been no story time. Oh uh, well. So, um, look, I'm I'm on the prowl. And, oh, uh, I, 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 at least for the Twillies episode. I will, I will, I will have the fucking phone prior to the <laughs> for the grand final weekend, and I will just be fucking looking for just the the most ex- <laughs> or bizarre fucking shit <laughs> that I can possibly throw throw in the direction of your dick, <laughs> and uh, see what sticks, as they say, <laughs> sticks. And then slowly, ominously slides down the wall. <laughs> oh, look. Here's one. Her username's Dick Grater. <laughs> and it's not spelled G-R-E-A-T. Just don't, yeah. <laughs> Just don't, uh, don't, no, 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 it is. It actually is. <laughs> and that's the problem. <laughs> but, you know, look, I just, you know, don't... Why shut yourself away from the the the, the endless possibilities of love? <laughs> oh, because there is a fine line between pleasure and pain. That's right, and we are going to fucking. Oh, I've done it once. And, I don't want to do it again. And I, I want to wrap you up in a, in a fucking bow and kick you the fuck over that line as far as I can. <laughs> And I'm not talking about no lame-ass fucking Nathan Cleary midfield shit. I want to... <laughs> you, you want to kick for territory. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's like Denver fucking test match. I want to... <laughs> on this altitude fucking... Like, yeah, I want to, I want to, I want to kick, kick a goal from the 20. <laughs> from my own 20. Um, news this week. Uh, as, as several newsworthy things occurred. Once again, uh, the NRL world 
has bowed to our fucking schedule and uh, <laughs> and specifically Newcastle coach Nathan Brown. Uh, the tip comes through earlier. It happened quite quickly afterward, but the word was that he was going to be announcing that he was, you know, that he was leaving the club under his own choice. Uh, however, you know, it was going to be framed that it was his choice, but however, it, it was, it wasn't he the jumped case before he was pushed. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, and so on Tuesday afternoon, uh, he told the players he's walking away from the job. The club confirmed it, uh, quotes from, uh, Phil Gardner, the boss said, uh, Nathan will go down as one of the most important coaches in Knights history. When he joined our club ahead of the 2016 season, it was at its lowest ebb. The sheer size and scale of the task he was faced with was monumental. It would have broken a lesser man. Put simply, it would be wrong to measure his contribution to the Knights in wins and losses alone. That's a fucking ominous statement. It's an appropriate epitaph for a man who coached 93 games for 24 wins and a draw, which, if you're a mathematician, works out to be a winning percentage of 25.8. I mean, if you're tired at 47, yeah, or a bit tired at 47, 25.8% makes you positively fucking comatose. Yeah, that's... um. Mm. So, uh, yeah... It's worse than comatose, like zombified, looking for a hit and prepared to to suck the dicks of anyone and anything to get said hit. Yes. So, you know, um, once again, you know, I bear no ill will towards Newcastle, the the city, the club, and their their, uh, wonderful fan base. Mm Mm-hmm. They've been adamant all season that they haven't been given the credit that they feel that they're entitled to. Mm. Their coach has now been booted. And uh, that's what the second coach this season to be booted with the first coach to be booted, the really? coach of the Spooners. They're pretty much yes. the locked in fucking nailed down spoon wooden spoon winning side this year. Yep. So, if that's not the final validation for for our for our hesitance to to deliver to to give credit where it's not due, yeah, it. So much of this, like that, there are so many tiny little points and nuances ab- about the club and the game in general and the fucking state of players within the game mm-hmm. and all, all of this shit. And un- unfortunately, it's it's come to a head on Brownie. Mm-hmm. Um, if he walks out of this and and learns anything, I in, in a perfect world, wishing all the best for him, um, I would hope that he's learned to set expectations publicly. A little better than he did. Um, to I don't think he was Robinson Crusoe there. In, in terms of <laughs> well, to, to me, if he'd have got out ahead of this and said, "Yeah, okay, look, we've had a good start, but remember this and remember this and remember this," like you know, you know how the really, really good coaches get out there and just temper expectations so so no one actually gets ahead of themselves. Yep. 
um, the the Knights fan base and and through no fault of their own, you know, their team was doing well for a little bit. Um, they, they were just sort of left unchecked. Yep, they they had no one to rein them in. Um, and unfortunately, in this day and age, that pressure mm-hmm. is is as much a pressure as as other things within the club when when people make that. Then you see all of this shit coming out today about that there was the drinking culture the, and, and that he's that he's put a stop to, and you know he 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 very well may have done that. However, if that were the case, and if that was such an important contributing factor to the future of the club, then I don't know. You certainly wouldn't kick him out with three games to go. Yeah, announce it. You you know you could always say talk about you know it happened in a season ending review blah blah blah. Or well, maybe they, want, they wanted the drinking culture back for Mad Monday. Um, maybe, maybe. Yeah, but I, yeah, I was going to talk about the, the, the other rooms that have come out around. There was a, a player manager who had players there that weren't happy that, you know, orchestrated the thing. And w- whether that's true or not, um, one thing that does seem to have legs is the fact that one of the con- major contributing factors was his handling of the Jesse Ramian yep. situation. Yep. Um, but again, there is that absolute fucking mismatch of power between players and coaches in the way they are contracted. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, uh, yeah. So. And, uh, yeah, and I mean, if, if, if Ponga were to, to leave, go to rugby or, you know, whatever, I don't think there's too many clubs out there, you know, except for, you know, perhaps maybe the Bulldogs or something that would have the kind of money to pay him the fucking ridiculous amount mm. of money that he's not entitled to but yeah, wants. that's it. I, th- I think there are a few clubs that would would be able to pay that kind of money. And here's the thing. You know what? Who is, who's the angriest at Sonny Bill Williams? In in the rugby league community well, dog, as a whole. Well, well the, the doggies, I the suppose. The dog fans. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it was almost a, a win-win for Newcastle. They either keep him at reasonable money mm. right, or they lose him. And he becomes to Knights fans. Knights fans aren't mad at the club for not paying overs for him. Yeah. For that. He becomes the money hungry piece of shit with no loyalty that fucked off and yeah. where, you know, no players bigger than the club and, and all of the shit. It it was really poorly handled from my point of view. Yeah, the thing the thing the thing about Ponga, I mean, like Newcastle fans, you know, may not this minute see him as the money. I mean, but that's the whole reason he was at Newcastle instead of the fucking Cowboys. Yeah, but <laughs> I mean, it's the same thing. Again, they threw a fucking bank at him at the time after he'd had like two fucking appearances in first yeah. grade or something, you know. But but the minute he says I'm going to rugby, yeah, the the people that will hate him most of all are Knights fans. It's not like they'll sit there being sad and looking for people to blame as to why couldn't we keep him in our club. Yeah. It, it will be squarely pointed at him. Yeah. 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 Uh, another story that happened uh, through uh, the week is Matt Scott suffered a stroke of sorts. A mild stroke, they say. Uh, this happened, uh, I'm not sure when it happened, but I mean, it was confirmed on Tuesday. So, we're in, you know, uh, shortly, you know, preceding that. He uh, was believed to be unrelated to football. Uh, I believe he's still in Brisbane Hospital. He was at the time of the article, and uh, so hang on—is is that like saying that you know I, I haven't had a drink today, so my failing liver is believed to be unrelated to that alcohol? Well, well, no. I mean, I'm, I think they're just saying that it's not related to some kind of fucking traumatic brain injury from being you know head high tackled or. And you know, and that's this is the thing with strokes as well. I mean, fucking you know with. Uh, you know, so uh, 
you know, loose family history, like in law, you know, like not direct family history, but who are the Cowboys playing fuck, this week? Like, uh, I don't know. You ask me too early in the show. I can scroll all the way down, but I don't feel like it. Because fuck me, can you imagine if they're running out and whoever they're playing, like they hit the music and they're just. Everybody, have you heard? If your name is Matt Scott, then strokes the word. You need Dustin. Well, I think we've diagnosed and completely fucking <laughs> solved the mystery there. But um, for someone that young, like 34 years of age, I mean, he's he's positively fucking ancient in terms of, you know, rugby league and miles on the fucking, on the clock. However, you know, 34 is a young time to, to you know, uh, yeah. suffer strokes and shit like that. And I mean... You know, at the moment, you know, <gasps> someone in the family has been, you know, going through, you know, similar shit, like, you know, aneurysms and stuff like that. And mm. it's fucking, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not, it's, it is fucking ordinary. And, um, and so I would hope that he, he is on the, the, the far more minor ed, end of that scale. And it's, yep. uh, and it's something that happened and there's not too much, you know, like scarring and things as a result. And they, they're not finding all these other, you know, additional shit that needs to take, be taken care of because it is not a fucking good time. And, um, yeah, for the sake of his family. Um, he woke up feeling a bit ill following their loss to the Knights in Newcastle. They landed in Brisbane later that day. They took him into hospital for tests and it was determined that he had had a stroke. So pretty, pretty fucking confronting for the, uh, yeah. for the, for, for, for himself and his family, first of all, but I mean, for the club as well. And, uh, yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're positive. Like I can't say it's going to have a, a massive effect on their season because they've already fucking well and truly, Fold they they had folded up the the tent yeah. for the year already. And look, it, it's always sad when and you know we talk a lot of shit on this show um, about various things. For God's sake, we just gave him a soundtrack to his misery. Yeah, but um, fuck that that's legit talking about someone someone's life and and mm, the potential yeah. ending of it. And and any 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 death is catastrophic. Um, Except Robbie Farrer, but uh, for somebody who's been, you know, I, I guess Matt Scott's almost a, a throw a throwback to a a bygone era where he yeah. was a legitimate hardworking yep. hard man. Yep. Um, who who was all all guts and determination and and fuck you hated you hated when you lined up against yep. against your team or yep. or against your state. Um, and announcing his retirement. This year, mm-hmm. it's a, a tough way for him to go out. So it's sad. Yeah, it is because I mean, like once once again, just to, just with the you know the personal experience that, that we're seeing at the moment. I mean, it's crazy when you have shit like that. It's like, oh yeah, you can't you, you know you can't fucking drive a car again. Mm. You know you can't do fucking you know like can't get on a jet ski anyway. You can't fucking do any anything. And so like when you when your vocation is playing a fucking contact sport. Yeah, even more it. so. I mean, it strips you know, <laughs> you know shit away from you, and um, you know, on the you know the the plus side for him is that he was re- he was retiring you know anyway. Yep. And um, which which is great in terms of that if this hadn't happened and it had been some you know underlying condition that you know was able to be, become worse and you know manifest in 
during contact on the field or something like that. Yeah, and, that's be, it. And, and not be something that you could walk away from. What, yeah. what is it? The odds? Because I've also had Tamari Martin with a bleed on the brain. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is fucking it, North Queensland, isn't it? I mean, it's enough to fucking make anyone. Yeah. Brain fucking shit itself. I mean, <laughs> you smoking anyone up there? I mean, what? this this is a place. <laughs> it's like there's a Simpsons thing with the brain just like fucking. I'm out here. Once you get the eighty seventh person introduce you to JT as JT's cousin, you just doing mental gymnastics on his family tree. Your brain just shits itself. <laughs> but yeah, fucking terrible. All the best for recovery. Um, and speaking of recoveries. Trent Barrett is back with this one. This one had had manifested by the time we recorded last week, just after I believe. Yes, but uh, after a period of NRL exile, he has uh, landed a new gig as an assistant coach, apparently to uh, to Penrith coach Ivan Cleary for next season. So, um, congratulations, Trent, on getting another job. I mean, I'm quite certain that you will never see uh, another first another head coaching job. However, Ivan looked fucking tired. <laughs> he started looking tired again. Yeah. I mean, Gus is in there, and I mean, obviously he's the, he's the key the key narcolepsy specialist in the Blue Mountains region. You foremost, you know. Yeah. But uh, it's um, I think he's a bad hire for anyone because it's rare when you see a coach prove themselves so thoroughly fucking unsuitable. To coach, a, to coach a football side and um, at every level of his career that he's ever, I mean, yeah, origin, origin yeah. career, origin assistant, fucking done nothing. Uh, Penrith, I mean, it's, you know, it's famous how, you know, Brennan was taking the, the, the Penrith kids to premierships yeah. and then, yeah. then Barrett gets them and takes them out of the finals and then like, who's it, like Seraldo or someone yeah. takes them to premierships, yeah. you know, the, the next yeah. time. So, look, here's the thing. And in that example, you know, let's take Des Hasler. Yep. You know, Des Hasler was successful at Manly. Mm-hmm. Then he was taken out of Manly, and he was still two grand finals. In, even you know, put into Canterbury, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But then the the tail end of that could hardly be called a success. Yeah, and you know, then he's gone back to Manly, and they're more Instantly successful. Think, yeah, well, more yeah. successful by far than they by were far, last yeah. year. You know, the, the the sample size on time on that's too too short. Maybe Trent Barrett needs. Needs to just be an assistant. My fucking big worry with that is that there seems to be no humility and no lessons learned. It's yeah. still fucking everyone else's fault, and it's still the facilities at Manly. And I and and give me still, credit for for, yeah. for um, everything I didn't do, and Des Hasler did do. <laughs> like, yeah. But the problem is, he's not being thrown into a position where he's an assistant to someone he can fucking learn from. Yeah, exactly. Clear, he's a forty-seven percent coach, and he's not increasing that percentage in any any time fucking soon. He, and in, in all the key areas yeah. that Manly struggled in last year, he's not he's not proven himself to be a master this year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and what the other the other potential options that were thrown around, you know, like dragons, same fucking thing. No one learned, no one is learning shit off fucking Mary. Yeah, I mean, where and and so I I feel if he had any sort of potential in him. He would have got picked up by someone who could actually teach him something. Yeah, it it does sadden me that we don't have the the desire or capacity in this country for a decent reserve grade, whatever you'd want to call it. Yeah, competition. Um, yeah, just 
how amazing would that be that up and coming coaches could? And you'd have yep. players coming up through it, and you'd also have players on the way back down yep. through it. Then, anyway. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, Fuck Trent Barrett, you better, sexy better, good bloke. Better you than me. <laughs> well, enter the enter the fucking low energy, sexy good bloke era yes. of, of the of the the uh, Penny Panthers. That's it. And I don't know how that's going to manifest. <laughs> yeah, hopefully poorly. Oh, you don't want to wish that shit on. You don't want to wish it on your own side. No, do I you? mean that he won't be able to manifest oh, okay. too much into. Oh, okay. Yep. His effect will he he will have little yes, to no effect. That's it. Okay, so next, uh, what have I got here? So, so much happened in the last week, hey? Uh, <clears throat> this situation with um, with the, the, the gift to, to Barb. The people, people got fired up. Ugh. I'm going to I'm going to be a, a, a contrarian, a, a, you know, and say you know with a but, and say, look, I don't have I don't have any problem with this with this uh, this gift, but coinciding with women in league round and all that sort of thing and they're saying okay this you know this woman has you know made a tremendous you know sacrifice in you know relocating the life of the you know the family down blah 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 to melbourne you know in support so of hang, on. She's- hang on no, no, but i have no problem with it if a similar if it was a sweeping gesture where for like five or ten or something like mm. significant women in league were given an award, uh, you know this this as, as like a, as like some sort of award for this, and it didn't have to necessarily be like, oh yeah, you followed your your husband who would be one of the more you know lucrative contract earning people in the in the game, you know, making like a a million dollars a year plus all the other sort of shit, and like you know, and and yeah, is is know. that not the compensation well, for relocating? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so let's be frank, what was voted or is voted or whatever, you know. Top ten world's most livable city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so like, if if it were if it were there were a range like a number of them bestowed upon significant women in league in various and not and like not just you know these wives that had to had to had to suffer by not having to work because their husbands make a fucking fortune playing sport for a mm. living mm. and would have more free time, more time as the kids. You know, in terms of you know work life yeah. balance and so forth, yeah. um, if oh, I'd have no problem with it if that were the case, but it does it does seem a little strange when it's just like this. They're, they're kind of shady about the way they're sort of handling mm-hmm. it, and like you know, you know, we we don't apologize for it, like they've. <laughs> you know, like like an apology, like you know, like they're almost instantly trying to head off. Bad, you know the the bad side, like it's like they're anticipating a splashback yep. from it. Um, and you know some of the comments from Greenberg around it, yeah. You know, oh, some people would boo Santa Claus. Yeah, you know, it it just shows such a fucking disconnect mm-hmm. from anything that that fans of the game have. Now I'm going to preface this because this is going to be a tiny rant. I'm going to preface this with the fucking shithouse reality. There's really nothing can, that can be done about this because Todd Greenberg has his fucking great paying job and this sort of behavior won't affect it. Yep. Won't affect it at all. Yep. Because there's no possible way for it to be affected. The only way that, that, 
that he's affected is by sponsorship. Correct. And fans blowing up doesn't affect sponsorship. You know, the deal's already been done. The, the money's going to be paid for the next however many years. Yep. Now, there's a couple of things with him that just don't fucking pass the sniff test. And th- these it irk me so fucking much. It's nothing to do with Cam Smith. Right? Correct. I would go so far as to the expectation of these people, partners, mm-hmm. is that they should be the ones out there because they've benefited from the game. Sure, there's sacrifice. You know, yes, in an ideal world, they probably would have been able to stay around their family in Logan. Side note: Do you want to? But yeah, yeah. The, like that. The, you, you, they were, you. If if that was was something that you were saying, you'd be the first person in history to declare desire. Oh no, second, because no, let's let's not forget the fucking you know Halo wanted to stay there and yeah, bring, yeah, yeah. And, you know, Milford wanted to go yeah, back. I mean, um, no, no, I mean, it's not Logan, but I mean, same, you know, same, same. Yeah, if SPS wants to make a TV show there, <laughs> fuck hell. <laughs> um, so, I'm I'm actually curious as to what sort of person she is, where, with what she's been given, and she's been given the most fucking valuable thing that you can give any person. She's been given time. She's been given the ability to pursue any wants, hopes, desires that she feels she wants to. Yeah, because she doesn't have to go out there and and work and do this. It's not. Now, it's, it, it doesn't have to. It doesn't have to. To. It's not an earning for family survival. Correct. Yeah. Now, what she put back in, and not to rugby league. I'm not saying she has to put back to rugby league because that's what's given her that mm-hmm. that time and afforded it to her. But has she done anything? And I and I don't mean emceeing charity functions. I don't mean organising brunches where they fucking auction off something and then donate that to charity. I'm talking about in, anything at all. But even that. Even that. Oh, yeah. look, she, and, you know, she may have done that. I'm sure she's done the whole Melbourne socialite thing. I'm sure she has. But I'm, I'm going to take a page out of somebody I was listening to the other day. There's a, a lady named Caitlin Flanagan. Now, she is a very, very well-respected and with, with decades of involvement in the movement um, of feminism mm-hmm. in America. And she was railing against uh, some of the current things that are happening. And this just seems to me so fucking close. She says that all of this fight and all of this energy going into Fortune 500 companies having equal representation on their board, Mm -hmm. she doesn't think that a woman getting a job that allows her to pay for her summer beach house instead of her husband is feminism. Okay. Right? She thinks everything should be directed at grassroots, basically, where, Mm -hmm. where it can be. So I'm not sure that giving a fifteen thousand dollar diamond ring, you know, which tell, tell me that doesn't have fucking connotations of its own, to the wife of somebody who just did four hundred games. Yeah, that that's all it was. Yeah, and I've heard a lot of people bitch that they could have been spent at grassroots level football. You know what? Fuck that. That could have been spent at grassroots level for women playing the game. Yeah, you know the, the the competitions we have at the moment are are struggling for equal sponsorship. Mm-hmm. They're struggling for travel. They're struggling they, they, for they and they, they they're struggling for just sheer variety because they won't fund 
more than you know like four teams or you know yeah, like exactly. they're keeping it they're yeah. keeping it small and or, uh, you know so now 15 grand's not going to do not going to put a dent in a lot of that stuff mm-hmm. but it sure as fuck would be amazing for you know $15,000 would would easily get two teams from remote areas or areas with high indigenous representation in North Queensland or Northern yep. Territory or Western New South Wales. Mm-hmm. Sure as fuck get them to city-based carnivals. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know? And it just so happens that I've seen the NRL's financials mm-hmm. and there's not the money to be doing this shit. Yeah. There is not the fucking money to be doing this shit. And if this was a publicly traded company, he would be in jail for that. Yeah. Or, uh, sorry, at the, no, he, at, yeah, at the yeah. very least, he would be charged with probably three different things. Yeah. And Australia's not as, as hard with jail time for white-collar crime. Um, but the unfortunate fucking fact remains that because nothing about this will affect the sponsors in any way, shape, or form, th- this is a blip on the radar in three weeks' time. And that so it's, fuckhead, or, it's already, yeah, the, it's, the, it's gone already. The fuckhead Greenberg just, just goes back to doing what he does, spending spending with impunity. Mm-hmm. And uh, the final thing I have here, unless you've got anything else you want to go on with, um, the Cameron Smith being a grub, I've just got written down here. <laughs> and there was, there, was foot, there, was, there was some still photographs circulated and, uh, you know, they came across us and I think you retweeted it or you tweeted something out about it and it got a fair bit of, you know, interaction from various people. Yep. Um, which uh, uh, showed Cameron Smith sort of, you know, obviously applying pressure to to the head of was it Simonson, and um and and it looked like you know he was sort of like you know tearing his you know tearing his ear off. I, I, once again, I mean, I'm not going to come be contrary on this. I don't. I think when you look at the actual video footage, it it wasn't that. But you know what? It, that doesn't mean the camera Smith's exonerated from being a cunt because what he actually was doing was he had a he had a twisted hand of his fucking of his, in his collar of his fucking jersey pulling it upwards and fucking applying like a like a like a choke you'd do with a gi in fucking jujitsu just using the fucking jer- the collar of the jersey to choke yeah. the cunt with. Yeah. So at the end of the day, I mean, he's 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 still fucking absolute dog on the field and and. Yeah, you could say what you want, you know, about you know, com- you know, hard competitor, blah blah blah. But you know what? There's a lot of fucking hard competitors out there. For example, like someone like I don't know, like Jake fucking Trebojevich or something like that, who's not trying to fucking choke cunts out every time he yeah. fucking every time he tackles them. They just, you know, there is a way to play the game hard. There is a way to tackle people in a dominant in a dominant fashion. Mm. And the wrestle's part of the game. The wrestle is always going. You know, ever since it, ever since it became a part of the game, it's so effective. Mm-hmm. It and and can legally be done in so many different ways without applying, you know, uh, like joint locks, like chicken wings and things like that, or fucking or or chokes, like you know, collar chokes and stuff yeah. and cross. Yeah, you can do it in a legal way, just with body weight positioning, leverage, you know, fulcrums, all that sort of. You can you can do that to control the speed of a play of the ball. And you know, you like it or hate it, you can do it in a in a way a legal non non injurious way to on players. Yeah. Yet Cameron Smith and his team, uh, you know, well trained and and you know most definitely instructed. Yeah. At continually doing it in such a way that it's it's not it's it's over and, the line. And again, he, here's another case of the narrative completely shifting. Mm-hmm. You know, when when all of these feelings get involved. 
And it's, I, I don't know why this is, but it seems to be the majority media people, like Warren fucking whatever his name is, oh, yes. came out and said yeah. that Cameron Smith's only crime was winning. Was be, yeah, be, and yeah. if he was born in Padstow, everyone would fucking love him. Because he, he was a winning Queensland player. And that's, yeah. why everyone, and that's why everyone hates the way that he- uh, And this is where I got a little bit proud of social media. And not just Twill Nation, proud yeah. of like social media in, in general. Yep. Because en masse- a million fucking fingers typed back at him. Why don't we all hate Cooper Cronk then? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it, it's just such a fucking no-brainer, right? <laughs> like, and, and, and you know what? That Cooper and, and it extends it. I mean, it, you know, Jonathan Thurston. I mean, there yeah. is so, like no Darren. No one hates any of those guys and like that. Talk about competitor uh-huh. Thurston. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, Thurston was a competitor, mm-hmm. and Thurston was a villain, mm-hmm. you know? Look at how New South Wales fans think about Paul Gallen. Yeah. You know, and given he didn't win. Yeah. <laughs> but but like, New South Wales fans don't like him either. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> exactly. You know? Um, it, it's not about... Then it's come out that, oh, here's some fucking things that the Melbourne Storm don't slow the ruck as much as this. It's it, not about the amount of time they use to slow the ruck. It's not... Let, 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 let's be clear. It's not. It's not about... The use of wrestling. Yeah. And it's not about how much the ruck is slowed through the use of wrestling. Yeah. It's the use of fucking injuring players with repeatedly chicken wings, fucking, you know, collar chokes. Yeah. Like all, you know, crushes, the invention of the crushes. What there's, there's, I mean, it's the other thing. The other thing yeah. he's doing, that you, if you go and look at the vision, there's a, a small shot of it, is he has the heel of his hand. Yeah. The heel yeah. of the palm of his hand. Yeah. And he is driving that and twisting into the ear. Mm. Now, no, he's not grabbing the ear and trying to pull the ear. Yeah, he's just applying. Pr- yeah, he's- but but anyone that's ever had those sort of contact sports know that that hurts almost as much as your ears are fucking oh. like unbelievably sensitive. This is yeah, in what I- you do to them. But it's just you can be physically dominant. Mm-hmm. Now there are some people that are big, you know, yep. like Payne Haas had a game on the weekend where mm-hmm. he was physically dominant. Yeah, you know. Um, we've seen big men come in and tackle, mm-hmm. right? And they're physically dominant. Jakey yep. T plays yep. above his weight. Yep. The other thing you can do is have brilliant, brilliant fucking technique. Yeah. You know? Dominate your opponents physically or with technique. Mm-hmm. Cameron Smith is an unequivocal grub dog cunt. And the other thing that I've heard said a lot is, oh, there's a bunch of heroes that say stuff you would not say to Cameron Smith. <laughs> I would quite fucking happily say that to Cameron Smith. And I don't care if there's a bunch of people around or it's just me and him sitting there. <laughs> Very happy to say that to him face to face. End rant. End rant. This is like a 10 oh. hour fucking. Well, this is the thing. Yeah, it would be a ten. It'd be a ten-hour show. But and and so so really, I think the the moral of the story comes to the Storm fans who are try to manipulate the narrative and make it as if it's like this, you know, ruck ruck speed stifled by point zero two second due to wrestling in the game. Mm. Everyone, everyone, everyone employs wrestling. It's in just the cheap game. country. Every, yeah, everyone's everyone employs wrestling mm. in the game. Everyone employs, uh, you know, 
at the very least, like, you know, a coach that's somewhat fucking versed in, in you know, in BJJ or something like that. Mm-hmm. Why? Because, you know, it's, it's ways for small people to physically dominate you know, larger, you know, larger people, yep. you know, using technique and, uh, yep. and rather than, rather than, you know, size and strength. So everyone does it. No one's saying, no one is saying that that's not the case, but um, what we're talking about here is actually grub shit. And this, and the, the thing about the storm is, I mean, like, you know, they do it, they do it well. I mean, the, the line is drawn. Mm. They find a way to, to, go over the line for a period of time before it gets caught in, you know, yep. freeze frame and video and all that sort of thing. But it, it, it's then the line then the line moves. Yeah. And then, or, or they have to get pulled back to the line mm-hmm. and then they go back to the lab, they find another way to fucking get over the line. But do you remember last year when when they were actually like penalizing penalties? Mm-hmm. And that doesn't matter if there were thirty a game, every yeah. time you yep. you were yep. in breach they would penalize yep. you. Do you remember that that was the beginning of the Storm playing more enterprising, attacking football? Yeah. And they got to the stage with, like, I remember- And it was after being penalised out of the games for the first, like, couple of rounds. I remember sitting here with you saying, Jesus, fuck, I enjoyed watching the Storm's attack unfold. And they're a brilliant rugby league team to watch. And it saddens me that there will be players like Cameron Smith, who quite potentially could have been- one of the greats. Yeah. But will be remembered for just being an absolute dog cunt. Yeah. And before he fucking gets in, fuck Clevo, it's dog cunt. No other way to describe it. Take your fucking petition.com and fuck off. It's a late one this week, so it's been a, been a long time since the games, but let's get into it with the recaps. Um, I need to calm down. Does it, yeah, I'll tell you. I've got to get out of these fucking dry spells. <laughs> so you need to- I'm agitated. <laughs> <laughs> you, need to, you need to strike the furry wall. <laughs> with a Jeffrey or not. <laughs> I'd take a Jeffrey right about now. Thursday night, the Mighty Manly Seagulls 32 to feed the West Tigers 12 at Brookie. Um, we had just over 8,500. The uh, Seagulls 32 came through a double to uh, Jack Guschewski, uh Dylan Walker, George Tafua, Moses Suli, and AFB also with tries. Uh, especially poignant in uh, the women in the league round for Dylan Walker and uh, Adam Fanua Blake to both get tries to just show how much they respect women. Uh, Garrick, four of six conversions. The Tigers, 12, came from a try to Nofaluma and a try to Brooks. And then Momorowski, two of two conversions. This was uh, the first game in a while where the West Tigers haven't been able to compete on any fucking level. I mean, there was a time yeah. they, they 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 copped a notably like they copped a, a flogging from Parramatta earlier in the season. Yep. But generally speaking, the Tigers the the the, the story of the Tigers has been great speed, you know, in attack and uh, and managing to get their ruck speed, you know, to crank that up high to the level where they kind of win. You know the territory battle and the and the ruck mm. speed battle and and they yeah you know, they may not necessarily convert that into points, 
but they show these these periods of control through the game where they you know where they feel kind of dangerous that didn't happen at all in this game like it it happened at one point in this game probably about fucking 10 minutes before the end of the game where they got one try out of it yep um Otherwise, they were thoroughly dominated. Um, Jacob, Jacob Little, I mean, you know, you want to compare and contrast the, the hookers in the West Jesus Tigers franchise. I mean, hell. Robbie Farris prepared. He's, he's. I believe the quote was that you know he, he will he will fucking cut his leg off if he has to to get out there again before the end of the season. Little, I mean, you know, he's you know he's kind of like what well, he's he's kind of like a like the West Tigers do, and I suppose like gets his opportunity, you know. Carpe, carpe diem and all that, and he just and he's like, nah. yeah, but he looks to be like genuinely injured from a tackle that that should genuinely injure someone. Well, yeah. So uh, and and with with him being uh, you know taken out of the game injury quite early, it um, basically killed any chance the Tigers had. And although the there was a period, of, I mean, although they scored like thirty two points and it was great, that's great and everything, and you know there was some great tries scored. The um. The most pleasing thing for me was that when the game was sort of, it was like 18-6 for a while, like it was seen like for quite a mm. while, like sort of half an hour or something. And in that 18-6 period where the game was as close as it was going to get, the Tigers were basically just rucking it out from five metres out from their line every fucking set. Man, yeah. they are getting repeat sets. They weren't getting, the points weren't flowing, but- Every set they would sort of collect it on the thirty, and they, you know, then they'd run it back, and they'd almost start their sets on the yeah. forty every time. They'd finish them in an attacking position. The Tigers were had the, you know, if they weren't dropping it out, they were rucking it out from like within their own ten, and they just they just thoroughly suffocated with no no opportunity, no chance to do anything, mm. and um, so that was the pleasing part that it was like a, even though the points weren't coming, they, you know, the the manly side they exerted great control over the game and. Um, the torrent of filth that I got via SMS from the, the real dad <laughs> was uh, was was just just tremendous and and uh, you know even more satisfying. <laughs> and uh, you know it's great it's great that you know Trent Barrett since Trent Barrett has been off the books uh, I don't think I don't think we beat the West Tigers while Trent Barrett was being drawing a salary at Manly. And uh, as soon as he's fucking go. gone in the middle of the year when his his gardening leave expired, boom, he's away. Put the hurt on him. He's away. End little season. End the Tigers season. And now, uh, he, he's an interesting point, right? What's your take on the Brooks knee? Oh, it's a dog, a dog as fuck from a little dog, like a little, like yeah. it's, it's 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 like a chihuahua biting someone. I mean, now, it's a it's he's a dog in, can't. Be- in, in a team like the West Tigers, now yep. I, I want to speak seriously for a second. In yep. a team like the West Tigers, who have very little grub cunt in them, like mm-hmm. as as a collective unit. They seem to average. be a team that people, um, and you know, having second teams is a, is a sign of weak character. However, they are like you know a team that is people's second team. You know that kind really? of wholesome, a- wholesome. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Not well, not you because you are a man of character. Not myself. I am too. However, oh, yeah. Please allow me to introduce myself. <laughs> there so. are there there are people who Look, are- the the West Tigers team like you. You know, you, you pity them more than hate them. Yes. You know, and and it's tough, you know, again, as a unit, like big Benji fan, yeah. fan of the Benji revival. Yep. Um, you know, uh, Thompson yep. at fullback. Yep. You know, fucking big fan. Yep. Um, Lawrence. Betty great, White, I was going to say, yep. Great servant of the game. Yep. You know, um, sort of, you, you love that veteran uh, 
They might do fuck all, but then make one line break and it's the greatest thing you'll see all weekend. You yep. Know, love that shit. Yep. One dog cunt act from a player in, yeah. in a team like that and it's fucking, it's the headline of everything to do with West Tigers Yeah. for the next. Contrast that with the shit that Cameron Smith and his pals do weekly. Yeah. That's why there's and it's not even a reaction. Same. Yeah. It, that's right. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's, it, was, it was just, it was such a weird thing to do because it wasn't like, I wouldn't have been surprised by it if it happened in the fucking 75th minute. Yeah. And you just, and you didn't, you've been punished all game and you haven't been able to get anything going. And in frustration, you just lash out because you're just like, fucking, yep. you know, fuck this shit. That's it. But to do it like in the first like 10 minutes or like it was fucking pretty yeah. early on. That's all I did, not it? And it was like the first opportunity and attack that they kind of had had during the game, like yeah. in reasonable sort of, you know, reasonable position. And and so to nullify it through something like that was weird. I mean, he didn't get he didn't get any any uh, blowback at all afterwards from the match review committee. Like, it was completely he went uncharged. He didn't even cop a cop a fine for it. Yeah. I think so. But yeah, it was a glaring incident. Um, yeah. I don't really have much else to say about the game. It was fuck. It was just I was, no. um, it, they did exactly what they needed to do. And I was very pleased. More um, so um, on. Twitter said, uh, that drop of the knee by Brooks shows why he's still with the Tigers and couldn't get a go anywhere else. Deserves to be ninth forever. <laughs> um, Adam Ruckman, Madge is growing his beard out to sop up the tears from his team doing fuckwit stuff in good position. <laughs> uh, Ben Dunn, Luke Brooks dropped his knee like he dropped Tig Pies fans' hopes and dreams. Uh, ben, uh, there's uh, another Ben, uh, AFB and Walker scoring, fitting in this round, indeed. Mm. And uh, Anthony said, at the Cricket at Lords, watching Manly on my app. Manly one, go Manly, go the Aussies in cricket. Um, beer, Manly and Ashes, awesome. By the way, wearing Manly colours, legend. That's some sort of like sportopia fucking <laughs> dream there. That's great. <laughs> Shit. The Parramatta Eels. 36 defeated the Titans 12 at uh, Hope Solo Coliseum uh, in front of a crowd of just under 10,800 in the Friday pub slot. The Eels tries to Alvaro Ma'u Lane, a double to Wanga Blake, and uh, Nucore with a try. Moses, 6 of 6 conversions. Titans 12 tries to Brian Kelly and Jesse Arthurs with Tyrone Peachy, 2 of 2 conversions. I do not have a lot to say about this fucking game. This is it's exactly what the doctor ordered for Parramatta. Yes, it's exactly what you need to do against the Titans, uh, particularly the last you know month or so. Titans, yes. uh, they've they've been there to be to be absolutely fucking slaughtered yeah. every week. And if I feel if you don't rack up, you know, sort of five or six tries, it's probably more yeah. of an indictment of where you're at. Yeah, this, I guess it's not so much a comment of the Titans as a whole. Like if, you, if you look at this, the first half, you know, the, and even the first, the opening, the first twenty minutes odd was nothing but Parramatta, mm-hmm. and it really felt to me like it should have been sort of twenty nil plus. Yep. You know, and and the Titans, yeah, you're looking for positives. I think they did well to not have it at something like that. Yeah, but I also they, at the same time don't feel like they did anything to. Pr- it wasn't credit to them that it wasn't. Oh, I mean, Parramatta, I feel like Parramatta were just, they were rolling forward so easily. The, the goal line defence was spirited, I guess. Is yeah, but I also say. Parramatta was, was, were kind of wasteful as well in that 
they were rolling yep. up so easily. I just don't think they respected the the yeah. opportunities they were given because yeah. they fucking knew those shits would be flowing and, all night. And and know? then with with the Titans, the the first time they get into any sort of real real attacking potential, yep. You know, very soon they're giving away a penalty, Parramatta score, and it's all done. Um, just again trying to look for positives. I think Kelly did a very good job on Wanga all night. That was a nice little fucking one-on-one battle that yep. they had in the centres. Um, and it, again, with the Titans, it's just individuals having shithead brain snap moments at the worst possible time for the team. Yep. Like, you know, Mitch Rain, who had a good first half, um, added to the fact that he's not Robbie Farrer. Uh, and then, you know, he's, he's doing shit like kicking it out on the full. Yeah. You know, little things like that at the Titans, just when they need it the least. Uh, but in defence, that second half, the floodgates opened when Bryce Cartwright was on the field. Yeah, that's a throwback to twenty eighteen. It really. I I went and looked at bits of the second half again just to make sure I wasn't exaggerating because because of anything yep. with Bryce. But it really was. Any time there was any pressure applied to his side of the field, he is just so fucking passive, mm-hmm. so passive. And does not put his body in front of people, and which, which is fucking strange because I mean this this year surprisingly to everybody, mm. there's been times where he's actually been like where people have had to go, well fuck me, he yeah. actually you know he actually made tackles, yeah. It, but then it's so it's it's obvious that he's he's just such a fucking he's just a, um, such a mentally weak player mm. that if he's not on, he's way he's fucking off. But it's not like, even that he's not on. Well, I just it's think a, there's games where he's yeah. in, where he's mentally engaged and actually does his fucking job to like a passable, you know, first grade football player mm-hmm. level. Mm-hmm. But then there's these games where he's just like it's like this one where he's just kind of like he's out there, but he's yeah. he's on the field, but he's just but not fucking again, interested. You know, how much of a perfect example is this? You've got a club in in a prime uh, market for yep. junior talent coming through, uh, struggling. Who have overpaid players on their books, obviously with fucking mental issues affecting them. You know, he's got his shit that went on that's obviously affected him, and who knows if he's over that. Yep. Wouldn't it be fucking lovely if the Titans could say to him, Right, O'Brycey, we're going to take away all your match stuff, and we're going to take away this. You've still got your guaranteed contract with us that that we signed you for. That's still there, so you can pay for your house and your kids will eat, and well, you don't have to buy them nappies because they just shit anywhere. Yeah, they, they, in they, your house, they, they, fucking they, animals, they, and and I won't, they won't live that long anyway. I mean, just like the first fucking, you know, measles or you know, whooping cough, or whatever it. fucking blows past them. Yeah, no, good. Yeah. What an interesting combo because it's it's not like piles of human feces have ever been known to carry disease. No, exactly. Um, but you know, but uh, and here's the thing: we're going to fucking sort your head out. Yep. You know, we have doctors and clinicians and this, and and we're going to do this because you can't be in our football team uh, because you're fucked. Yeah, and we can't pay you to do that. Yep. But here's this base amount. But no, that'd mean the NRL would have to have been lobbying for fucking labour law changes for professional sports people, uh, because they did definitely need the same workers' rights protections as you know cafe workers and shift workers. <laughs> fucking cuck Greenberg. Oh, don't forget your fucking mates at the fucking the PA as well. Fuck you, doing this to be a ten hour episode now. <laughs> I was going to say they're more the impediment to it because I mean they, they want are. the players to get every fucking they are, but it's just contract without it's yeah. just just that you know, and we we throw the term cuck around a lot, but that's exactly what Greenberg is to the players. Yeah, 
Because in the background, if that have been lobbying anyone of influence three years ago, these things could have been passed by now. Yeah. Yep. And then they're going to the RLPA and saying, well, fucking do what you want, but here, here are the laws. Yep. You're fighting legal battles here. Paraman Mark II, solid win against the Premiership Heavyweights Titans. Said no one, but we won. We usually get toweled up in games like this, so I will take the win and be happy. Uh, Mark's uh, 40 minutes of crap, 40 minutes of decent footy, the joys of being an Eels fan. As an Eels fan, I've seen some rubbish footy over the years. This year's Titans are right up there too. Uh, Norts on loop. The Titans team aren't playing like a side who has a new incoming coach next season. No pride, just collecting paychecks. Fucking disgusting. And uh, John uh, said, imagine if Paris' first half was as good as their second half. We could have run up a cricket score. That said, I've never seen a first-grade side do as much dumb shit as the Titans did tonight. How do you turn that around even with a full-off season? Good luck. Go para. Mm-hmm. The Broncos, 24 to feed the Panthers, 12 at Suncorp. Crowd of just under 24,000. The Broncos, 24, tries the Stags. A double to Isako, uh, Payne Haas. For the try, Osako, uh, three or four conversions and a penalty goal. The Panthers, 12, tries to Cleary and To'o with two conversions to Cleary. <sighs> this was a battle for, well, I mean, more important for, for you guys because it would have give, opened up a gap because of the Broncos being there with having the odd one games point, with yeah. the, point, the one point. But the team that was actually playing like the, the their season was on the line or, you know, yeah. like cementing things was on the table yeah. were the Broncos. I mean, there's so many times where in the first – I mean, there was a, a low-quality game to begin with. But in all of those sort of loose ball opportunities where, like, for starters, both teams are throwing stupid fucking passes, retarded passes, hitting the yeah. ground, yeah. you know, going through hands, all that yeah. sort of thing. But in those loose ball situations, every single time – it was a Broncos player who on got it. to the ground and yep. landed on the ball, you exactly. know, put their body on the line exactly. to die for the ball. There was no desperation or anything from the, the Panthers at any stage. And yet, that, yet, strangely, just due to the general low quality of the game and, and the opposition, they still found themselves in the game for a massive, like a large tract of time. Yeah. I mean, where it was 8 nil, and, and but then they got back to 8-6 for a long period of time. And, you know. and, and here's the thing. The way you phrase it there sums up perfectly the problem. Yeah. They found themselves in the game. Mm-hmm. They didn't get themselves into the game. They didn't keep themselves, you know, within reach. Yeah. They they didn't earn earn the right to to challenge for the lead. However else you want to fucking phrase it. As a unit, what those guys came out and did then was fucking mind boggling. Yeah. And that's across the park. You know, there, there are guys that are putting in there fucking every week. Yeah. You know? um, Edwards is trying his guts out. And and he's, I would, if you had to pick a most improved player this year from some of the shockers that he had. Yeah, he, he, he set an extremely low bar at the start of the season. Well, coming from an extremely high bar at the back end of last season. Yeah, that's what I mean. You know, so, like, that's fall a, from grace. Yeah, so, yeah so it's hard to talk about like improved um, because he's really sort of just kind of gotten back around where he. Was and I still don't think he's. And I don't even think he's, he's not as now good as he was, as he was no. a couple, you know, a couple months ago. When you um, had that streak, he was much better you as know, well. Liam's out there fucking again, like that cunt sitting there and going, "Why have I chosen not to do a fucking science degree and be involved in this fucking bunch of rat bags?" But from an attacking point of view, one of the things you used to fucking absolutely love about James Maloney 
was the fact and and I remember it being said about him by so many of the people he played with was that you know that if there's a pass that'll put you in a worse position than him, he won't throw the pass. You know, yeah. he'll he'll take the, the collision. And I'm not saying he's he's not tough because fuck me, he, he punches above his weight every single week, you know. But he's starting to do things now like overrun plays. And I don't know whether it's because he's he's lost half a step of pace. Yeah, but it's and- also I feel like he, I feel like the other guys were overrunning shit as well. Like those the the timing was just fucked everywhere. Yeah, like, you that's know, it. yeah. Um and lines were fucked too. Like they'd be, you know, he'd be he'd be going to put a guy in a hole, but the guy'd be running into in between the players, like one closer to him. Yeah. So it it ends up with two Penrith players colliding with each other, going into the same hole. You know, and and these are those times when that happened. James, one one of his brilliant factors was that he would hold up those passes. He'd yep. see that and go, "Oh, fucking hang on, yep, nah, pull the brakes on this one." Um. Now he's letting them go. Yeah. Uh, on on the other side of things, clearly didn't have the chances he had the the prior week to be dominant. Didn't demand the ball from a defensive side. If you have somebody like fucking Haas, yeah, who is just in there, like running so fucking hard through you that the rest of the eggs in your mother are being scrambled. Yep. Fucking do something about it. Call reinforcements. Get everyone in and go, fuck cunts, you know what? This is going to be a really fucking tough night because we need to compress that hard to keep this guy from fucking destroying us that there's going to be room on the edges. Yep. Who's going to cover that? Yep, we'll cover that, you know? God forbid you fucking did some video on the cunt beforehand, (laughs) but if it's happening that often in the game- yep, To not switch it up at some stage and try and combat it. This is where the coach fucking- you know, instead of being fucking asleep, I mean, you're watching from fucking up on the, you know, above everything, you'd see it all unfolding. Yep. But the problem is, even if they had it compressed, then you're relying on these useless fucking cunts on the outside. I mean, like that fucking try that, oh, who fucking scored it, was it? And with, with there was three on three. Yeah. And yeah. somehow the, a guy is fucking left- Osako uh, yeah. goes through without a hand yeah. on him. Yeah, exactly. And when he goes down the wing, when he receives the ball and goes down the wing, you know, from like 10, 15 metres out to score the try, fucking Mansour's yeah. back is facing yeah. the sideline. Yeah. Like he didn't- oh, Yeah, it- That shit is so fucking frustrating. And I don't even give a fuck about shit. the Panthers exactly. side. It's so, exactly. so fucking frustrating. Yeah. Based on that, and, and it's a nice little fucking catchphrase these days for people to come out and go, oh, yep, effort areas, our effort yep. areas, our effort areas. You know what? I think effort areas is one of those fucking words that's designed to take the heat off it. You know what it is? It's fucking schoolboy basics. Yeah. That's what effort areas is code for. It's things like if you're looking to get yourself back into a game and you're close on the scoreboard, your kick chase is so fucking important and it was horrific. Mm Mm-hmm. The amount of time the Broncos had to start their sets off was absolutely appalling. The, and and it's the stage of the season. These guys have been busting their bodies for for twenty odd rounds, and they're fucking sore, and you know all of these things. And it's flu season, so who knows how many of them had fucking AIDS, and yeah. you know felt like ass. You know, great. All those things aside, but fuck me, it's not what you want to see when legit your season's potentially on the line. Yeah. 
you know, disappointing. I mean, it should have been a semi-final intensity sort of game with two teams trying yeah. to, you know, strive to, you know, maybe get that seventh spot and leave eighth for the other cards, you know, yep. fighting it out. That's it. Yeah, yeah no. Uh I oh, might chewy said, uh, Payne Harsey, you big, beautiful bastard. Get him up here. I want to buff him. Mm. Uh, Graham said, uh, we lost the trade and I'll fight anyone to the death who argues I hate James Maloney. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Paul, uh, Matthew Lodge, it would seem, is no longer able to disguise his true nature. The level of dickhole fuckery in this touch cunts game is pathetic. Acting like a fucking hard ass at every other tackle, especially with smaller blokes, which appears to be fairly consistent with his history. Although, having said that, I think fucking Pingu is like proving to be quite the fucking grub cunt. <laughs> I mean, yeah. like when you get someone like Payne Haas, who is legally fucking you know raping what? the entire yeah. Blue Mountains population. How, how is that? That game is the perfect you know, um, analogy for what I was saying before. Yep. Haas comes out of that game looking like a fucking Superhuman hero, hero yeah. You know? Even like I'm looking at him going, fuck, this, this cunt can fucking play. Yeah. Can play. And Pingu- Everyone's on him like, oh, you fucking have, you know, what the fuck? Yep. You know, why? Yep. You're not hard. You're not tough. Yep. It, it's not clever to fucking hit a cunt when he's on the ground like yep. that. And uh, I mean, here, I'm getting five weeks for that, and I don't know about that, but it's still, you know, uh, there's no consistency, but I'm hoping that this this thing that's blowing up the last two or three weeks with people with like a lack of consistency, hopefully all it is, it's just like a redefinition of what the penalty yeah. is and then it's consistent moving forward from there. Like not, it might not be consistent with something that happened in the middle of the season. Yeah, correct. But hopefully it's con- these things start to bear out as consistent with the themselves going forward week on week from, yep. from like, you know, two weeks ago or whatever. But it sort of, sort of old started. mate that said that was 100% right, Matt Lodge- Always fucking looks like he's getting up and he's got the red mist yeah. in his fucking eyes. Yeah. And and he's doing that fucking frittata, like, wheeze, scream thing they do when they're about to fucking, like, the whole... <laughs> <laughs> like, just, like, there's just fucking something in him. <sighs> and uh, and the, the other the other incident from this one was... um, It was, a ter- it was Turpin on, on Edward, wasn't it? Yeah. And I mean, like... Oh. Yeah, he's he's slipping. No, he was slipping over, and and that's fine. And you know, you can misjudge stuff when when somebody's slipping over. But also, the other thing is when someone's slipping over, and he was slipping over from a long fucking way away. Yeah, like he was go. It was he he was it was like the Titanic sinking. I mean, he was fucking. He was he, it was ten meters when he started, and you could see the, what was happening. Yeah. But the the fact that the, when you look at it in the slow mo and you watch Turpin's reaction to it, it's like. He knows exactly how low he is and where he's going to end yeah. up, and he's got the fucking intense face. And then he gets that cocks the arm and then fucking swings it like you know fully through to hit him yeah. flush in the face. Yeah. You can just fall on the guys. The guys fought, it was clearly established the yep. guy was going down. You can just fall on yeah. them and they will they will not go any further. Yeah, you do not need to fucking like cock the fucking shoddy and then just fucking yeah it- yeah unleash it. So yeah, grub cunt. Mm. Ben said, uh, I spent a good few minutes looking for a gift that resonated with cunts. Couldn't find one. Fuck you, Broncos. <laughs> uh, another Ben. I've got a lot of Bens, and these are all different Bens from before, too. Fuck, there's another one after this, too. Paying Haas up in this bitch, Mars barring cunts left, right, and center. <laughs> yep, and another Ben. This is like it's about the, have, fifth, have, the fifth or sixth unique Ben. Have we now got the Benjoy? <laughs> we have got the Benjoy. Uh, uh, Paying Haas is frustratingly good. Give it a spell, you big rampaging cunt. <laughs> 
exactly. <laughs> uh, Toto. Also, <coughs> shit Asaki can get in the sea. How many chances can one man get? <laughs> wow, you, you fucking won, mate. What are you... <laughs> get happy. Uh, I love Toto. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, Action Bailey said, Penrith only have themselves to blame. Too much drop ball. Can someone in Penrith do me a favour and kneecap James Maloney? I'll pay two cases of VB and a pouch of Winnie Red. <laughs> pouch. <laughs> the, the, the pouch. <laughs> not- <laughs> the Knights 42 defeat the Cowboys 6 uh, in Newcastle. Crowd of just under 17,000 in attendance. Saturday afternoon, there was a double to Callum Ponga, a double to Mitchell Pearce, uh, Lino Barnett and uh, Sione Matautia with tries. Lino, seven of seven conversions. The Cowboys, six came from try to Jake Clifford and a conversion to Jordan Kahu. Mm. Look, Cowboys, fucking shot. They were already before this game, but even more so. And the, the one... The one I guess through, you know, how would you say? The, the the commonality in the Cowboys' performances generally this season, winning or losing, was at least this fucking effort. And what seemed yeah. to be like, even if it was, even if I didn't, even if I wasn't sold on it, they at least seemed to have a belief that they could compete and come back in games. And they did, you know, against teams yeah. that were far better than That's them and it. actually win or, you know, make a grandstand finish. This game, the lack of effort. Was fucking disgusting, yeah. uh, and it was it was things like kick chase where they'd you know potentially have a dropout lined up, and then just fucking a fucking two days just busted them, and you know and that that's set ultimately set up. I think it was Ponga's second try, but just the general it's the same the same sort of malaise that afflicted Penrith in that that just general not competing for the ball. Yeah. Every time there was an opportunity where, you know, it come out loose and there was that, you know, someone had to dive on the ball and put the body on the line quicker yep. than the other guy. It was always the Knights. I mean, the Knights, the Knights were up for the game. They wanted it. And so they did all of those little things. And then the fact that the, the Cowboys just completely capitulated meant that you had the, you know, the, the flow on happened, which was like a thousand fucking line breaks. Mm-hmm. The Knights were up for it. So they were backing up the line breaks. Yeah. So, you know, to yeah. score the tries and, and really that's. That's the story of the fucking game. Exactly. And look, a couple of things. First of all, I think credit to to the Newcastle fans. And this is, again, that double-edged sword I was talking about before with Brownie. You, when you've got a fan base as rabid and, to their credit, as fucking loyal. Like, the, mm. their team had been disappointing. Yep. And and had gone from, you know, the, the city's fucking great saviour and carrying all their hopes and dreams to absolute busteds. Yep. For them to still turn out with a crowd like that after some recent performances like that. I'll that, put it this way. That's do, credit that, to they, they were doing it when they were Spooners, and, you know, and, and they'll, they'll exactly. do it. Yeah, they'll do it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but again, that, that makes them a, that makes not impressing them a dangerous thing for a coach to do. The concern I have here is that everyone's claiming this means that, that Pierce and Ponga are back and they're, and they're this. All year, they've never had trouble looking like masters on flat tracks. Yeah. You know, so, um, yeah, it's probably good for them to get their eye in, you know, uh, and, and and running up a score like that and 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 having those highs has, has never really done a team that much wrong, but, but uh, it'll be interesting to see if they can carry that over. 
do a little bit more. And uh, even if they opposition. do, they still have to rely on results going yeah. their way because they because you know the the hole they dug themselves was so fucking deep yep. that they'd almost completely removed themselves from the you know the top eight equation. Yeah. Now they're kind of thereabouts, but the beautiful thing is with this blanket finishes, a lot of these teams are playing each other. Yeah. So uh yeah, provides a bit of excitement, I guess. Uh LV. 42-6 cunts. Lick the sweat off our collective Nova Castrian perineums, you plebs. Elvie's back, baby. Where's that credit? I mean, he's got like a winky face, you know, like a, uh, he, he knows he's a parody of himself now. Um, Troy, uh, for what feels like the millionth week in a row that I've posted this in the Cowboys game threads, fuck rugby league. <laughs> angry face, angry face, face palm, face palm. <laughs> uh, Big Dan, finally, we pulled our fingers out of our asses. Yeah, like I mean, it's gonna feel it. A big win like that feels good for any any fan base. Yeah, uh, but yeah, you know, the key is to not get too carried away when you've got to win the next three weeks in a row to to give yourself the best opportunity. Ah, oh, take the enjoyment when you can. Exactly. Well, especially after a, a dry month as well. Yeah. Uh, the Raiders twenty two defeat the Storm eighteen down at the Korean Housewife. Uh, crowd of just under eighteen thousand in attendance on Saturday afternoon. The uh, Raiders had double to Croker. Who's you know some would say is overrated, not I. Uh, Rapina and Papali also with tries. Croker three of four conversions. The Storms eighteen tries to uh, Olam Fox and Avuni Valu three of three conversions to Cameron Smith. Mm-hmm. This was a credit to the Raiders who going into this round had had criticisms levelled at them that they were no good against uh, contenders. They were great yeah. at punching up. Well, I mean, I don't think no good against contenders is fair, but it's more like that they're not quite, you know, they, they this year is not quite the year. They hadn't decisively beaten, you know, anyone in the top four. They hadn't beat, they had, I don't think they, had, they hadn't beaten anyone in the top four, period, had they? Yes. Yeah. Um, and especially with the start they had to this game. Yeah. The... Having two people sent to the bin. Uh, Fucking crazy. And I've got to say, credit to, to the referees for having the fucking King Kong-sized balls yep. in a game of this stature. which was like, you know, 1v2 or, you know, it was, yep. well, I can't remember what it was. 1v3. Yeah, 1v3. Yeah. I mean- like to, that's like it's quite like a semi-final sort of situation, yeah. you know. Like to, to have the King Kong balls to go, this is what we saw, and yep. as a result, we've got to do this yep. and fucking do it, yeah. And not just say, go back to your guys, fucking tell them to calm down, and go back to your guys, you know. That's because yeah. that after that happens a lot as well, yeah. So, so I mean, credit to have the balls to fucking pull the trigger on yeah, something spot like on. that. Um, and and for them to get through that. And not look like at at no stage of this game did Canberra look like they were doing it tough. No, you know they. It, it's never good to be defending a man down, and and they scrambled some, and, and yeah. Melbourne put points on them. You know, in, in that, but but even at the back end, when when you'd think that that's when you feel the effect of a double sin binning in, in terms of fatigue. Yeah, they they didn't really look like they were struggling or panicked or or anything. Um, that's one of the big differences in this Raiders team that than Raiders teams have have passed. They they just look to be that little bit calmer. Yeah. Um the the other thing I, I like about Canberra and 
and I saw this as a negative the, the first time I, I looked at it. But the more I pondered on it, I think it actually may be a positive in that Canberra were going left a lot. Yep. All game. And there were a bunch of times where I was thinking, fuck, if Whiten's run the ball here, you know, if he'd put a grubber in, then there's that much fucking room behind them because he's running at the line. You know, everyone comes up as, as soon as they know that the run plays on. And he just doesn't kick, doesn't kick, doesn't kick. I get the feeling that Canberra are turning into one of those teams, a bit like Manly have been this year, who will run the same play at you, you know, eight, nine times and then just try and alter one tiny little variable to crack you. Mm. Um, I, I might be giving too much credit to him and White and I've, fucked a bunch I've, of tries by not kicking. I fuck well, but, like this is like you're talking about Manly like last week when the the Warriors were like rushing up, like you know, just mm. rushing up crazy fucking on the outside and stifling things. And the Tigers started doing, yeah, they were they were doing that. But in this game though, it was for the Manly one. It was like Cherry Evans realized really fucking quickly that oh they're, they're rushing up on the outside. He just fuck was kick it, you know, you can mm. kick it behind him, and then that stopped that stopped them rushing up. Exactly, and, and, you yeah. know, and, and uh-huh. the same here. You know, it would work exactly the same way. Yeah. So, but um. I'll tell you, when that Raiders team has somebody straighten them up and play direct. Yep. Fuck some of the line runners they've got. The the thing like, that I like, the thing that I like the best about the the end of this game was that um not the fact that the Storm lost because that was great, but also that all of Canberra's tries were like fucking wide out and like you know and you know yeah. they had Rapp and a crazy put down all that sort of thing on the yeah, like yeah, yeah. as far wide as you can score a try sort of thing yeah. but the, the the one to win it was just like the fucking softest yeah. fucking yeah. bust up the middle with Papali uh, I mean it wasn't it, it wasn't as, as soft and dominant as like that paint Haas one no, that finished off the Broncos game but fuck it was I mean, especially like against the storm, that's like the last way that they're yeah. gonna lose the fucking game that's like it. with the dude like bust them soft straight yeah. under the sticks kind of thing and and here's the thing, it's the unfortunate blueprint to to beating Melbourne. Um, your handling matters. Your handling's got to be absolutely fucking impeccable. Yep. Yeah. That's it. Um, your line speed needs to be phenomenal. Even more so yeah. when you've had fucking guys. <laughs> to yeah, that's it. But, um, yeah, this does a, a shit ton for Canberra and, and their belief going into the semi, so good win for them. The Formo 96, uh, comeback of the year. Fuck the storm. Well done, Raiders. Serious contenders this year. Mm. Uh, Alexander. Uh, the Raiders are the true thinking man's team. <laughs> that far, I, I, I don't even want to give that, that cr- the, the whole thinking man's team thing that, that fuck, the Grover's trying to fucking push on us about the storm. Like, I, even, even mocking it is giving it more credit than it deserves, you know what I mean? Um, Jonathan said, "It's all paprika tonight. Go the Raiders. I tell you what, Raiders have been a, like, like much like the Warriors. The Raiders have been a very underserved fan base in in the community that follows this show. Yes. So it's always nice to see when a team's successful and to see all these guys they coming come out. out the, yeah, yeah. They, they come out of the woodwork. Um, although funny, like mentioning the Warriors as an underserved fan base. I mean." One of the mainstay Warriors suck balls. He's, he tweeted us like yesterday. He's like, I'm out. He's like, fucking man, see you next year. <laughs> uh, Josh, <laughs> suck the biggest fucking bag of dicks, you salary cap cheating, chicken wing tackling, something, something. Fuck you, Storm. Hashtag contenders. Uh, Tristan, fuck yes, I'm so far past paprika. I've verified that anti paprika <laughs> exists and claiming rights to name it Papali Tron. <laughs> 
a fucking huge game for Canberra and an even bigger night for particle physics. <laughs> Hashtag Nobel Prize, Nobel Prize for Papali. Hashtag fuck the purple cheats. Uh, Solzy, fuck, I'd hate to be the kind of team that gives up an 18-point lead. <laughs> Not this year. Um, Doggies, 14, to feed the Rabbits, 6 at ANZ. Crowded just over 14,000. The uh, Bulldogs, double to Corey Harawir and Naira. Uh, Menia conversion and two penalty goals. The Rabbits got three penalty goals through the boot of Adam Reynolds. Look, this game was not a spectacle and it was not a, not a showcase of rugby league in any way, shape, or form. But you got it. You've got it. You've got to hand it to the fucking doggies. I mean, the 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 things that we mock them for when they're losing are, are the things that are actually bringing them victory yeah. in this late in the late state of the season. You know, with the passion and the the, fight, the dogs of war and all that sort of shit. Um, well, yeah, and the, they've copped a lot of shit all year for yeah. being the best completing team, uh-huh. um, but you know they were still running last for a vast proportion of the year, yeah, and, and like and the were, points scored is low, you know, low on yeah. the t- tally. Yeah. It it's easy to forget, you know, again in this day and age of instant gratification. Um, that's not the worst foundation to build on, and. Good old Dean Pay probably isn't the smartest man, and he's most definitely not working with the best cattle yep. in the league. But the doggies' late season charge, like real realistically, what are they now? They're still two points behind the Knights. Yeah, I mean they're uh, you know? they're kind of mathematically possible if a number of results go their way. Correct. I saw Chapo but- with this gigantic fucking list of results that had to go their way like over the last three rounds yeah fuck chapa but uh um you you know you are having a dry spell aren't you (laughs) um but but for them who who were dead set in contention for the spoon yeah to now at least be spoken about oh they're a mathematical chance for the eight yeah it's testament to how fucking terrible team south of six stars yeah true but i'm 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 saying that Completion's not a bad foundation to, yeah. to lay it on. And they're a couple of games away from from realistically being being finals bound, which, yeah. which no one in their wildest mind would have fucking predicted. Yeah. Um, they're, they're doing a lot of little things right. Good on the dogs. I'll tell you, and like, if you're not that fucking cockhead Bob Fulton, fuck, I would love to have fucking Corey Harris. I mean, you think about the season that Curtis Sirenen has had. Yeah, and you think about the game on Thursday night that Jetski had. Mm-hmm. That could have been fucking Corey Arrowier and Naira. And can you imagine if Cherry Evans can short pass those two fucking cunts <laughs> into into God mode? Can you imagine what he could do with an actual fucking player? <laughs> like, yeah, you know fuck. what though that that would not have been good for your team because Cherry Evans would be a fucking CTE victim because there's only so many times that when you have a three name name there's only so many times that you can stand some little fucking socially retarded cunt calling you your full name <laughs> hi welcome to the club Corey Harawira Nara we're really pleased to have you here and I've heard lots of good things about you I've done a lot of video review on you and I've seen the lines that you run and uh, I think you and I Corey Harawira Nara are going to have a really good team together and uh, we're going to form a really good partnership so it's just going to be Daly Cherry Evans and Corey Harawira Nara and, and he just fucking snapped the cunt's neck off so yeah I don't think he did that at all I think he would because he's a you know standard human being 
That fucking line on the and the pass for that last try of his too was just fucking yeah mint. That was sexy. Um, the magician. So it's been a long time since I've turned a game off before it's finished, but I can't watch any more of that bullshit. Souths are cooked. Too many Broncos, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Shit fan, don't turn your fucking you. You f- go down with that shit, motherfucker. Uh, King Chinius on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I fly back into the country today after a week without internet or TV and the Knights put 42 on the Cowboys. Storm got 18 nil dickheaded and the Bulldogs beat the Bunnies. What the fuck happened to Rugby League? NRL chaos in full effect. Fucking like this. Where the fuck are you without internet or TV for <sighs> a week? In which country did you fucking fly? fly fucking Syria? I, no, I just don't think New Zealand knows about international roaming. Oh, okay. <laughs> Aussie Jag, the mighty Canterbury banks down Bulldogs. All guts and heart. Get that up yourselves. Uh, Ryan uh, hosted a friend and his family who are all Bulldogs fans, especially for this game, expecting an absolute clinic from my bunnies. <laughs> Ended up with a house full of Bankstonians strutting their <laughs> colours around my house, my home, my castle. Twas fucked. <laughs> anyway, I woke up today wearing nothing but a t-shirt and one shoe and I've somehow acquired a casual position at my local Coles. It turns out a loss isn't always a loss. <laughs> There's so many questions about the last part of that. There's so much to unpack. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Jason said uh, that passed the CHM for his second try and the line he ran was simply brilliant agreed yes. sexy as fuck yes it the was the Roosters 42 to feed the Warriors 6 at the SCG a crowd of just over 12,000 the Roosters 42 tries to uh, a double to Luttrell uh, Manu Kiri Tedesco Morris Orbison and Tupo also with tries uh, Luttrell 4 of 8 conversions and a penalty goal the Warriors had a singular try to RTS and a conversion to Channel Harris to Vita just on the first part of this game, the Warriors were in it for a tiny bit. Um, you know, there was that a very strip to start, which I yeah. thought was fucking fantastic. Yep. Um, and and then enough pressure on them that there were a, a few little uncharacteristic errors started to creep into the Roosters and, and what they were doing. But they they snapped it together. Oh, know, and the, and the Warriors couldn't maintain it for. 80 minutes. No, not at all. Like, you know, they've, I think they've done, yeah. they've, they've done it once that year, unfortunately, fucking at my team, and I don't think they'll, we'll see it again. Yeah. It, the thing that's really great about watching this Roosters, especially in attack, um, it's scary how well they react to each other. Yeah. It's just that all of them all the time are ready, and it, it's almost, you know, I, I don't know if you remember, when you were taught to drive, you were sort of taught to drive that that you were driving and every single time that there was a car around you, you were picturing all the fucking things that that car could do, including the stupidest. Yep. And and in your head, you're prepped of what you're going to do for all of them. Yep. That seems to me about how the Roosters are playing with each other this year. As they're running their lines, they're focusing on what they're doing as well, but they're also looking at what's going on and, okay, so if he fucking... Dummies will do this, and if he yep. fucking runs, he'll do this, and if he goes to me, will this, and if he goes behind me, I'll do it. Yeah, they're doing all these fucking beautiful mind things <laughs> in, in in their head. I don't fucking know how, but the the the, the try Teddy scored off off letters was, you know, in a situation like that, the prop takes the hit up. Mm-hmm. That that's just that's what happens. Yep, you know, and. And it just goes to show how lazy defences get. I know it's a Warriors and, and they yep. can go in and out of games. But the fact that Teddy sees the opportunity 
He calls it. Yep. Your prop, who takes the hit up every single fucking yep. time, every, 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 is aware enough that he's listening for the call. Yep. And reacts and to it. it. Yeah, yeah. You know? Um, it, yeah, that that's a, a scary good way for an offense to be going into the finals. Uh, no, what have we got here? Biggest. The day I'm sick of watching Tedesco line break, I'll buy a soccer hobby co-membership. <laughs> like, and like that, that is like just it's just it's just too fucking wholesome from someone who should be so fucking salty about the way that Tedesco has kicked on. He's a, he's a fan of rugby league. He is too much so for my liking. Yeah. Sometimes, <laughs> Dude, to his fucking credit though, yep. does not have a second team. Well, I feel like every team's his second team. I think he's got 15 second teams, to be perfectly honest. You want to give him credit for having no second team? Wait, I, I, I tell you that he has 15 second teams. I'm lighting candles here, cunt. <laughs> <laughs> the Sharkies 18 defeated the Dragons 12 at um, Reclaim Australia Stadium. Crowd of just over 13,500. Sharks 18 tries to Woods, Fecky, and Jerry. Uh, Johnson three of three conversions. Uh, Dragons twelve came through tries to Jackson Ford and Lucky Leilua. Uh, we'd up two of two conversions. Yeah, you you wouldn't have been able to pick that one of these teams was playing for their season, would you? No. It, uh, disappointing effort, and and another good example. You know, this far in the season, fuck what what it must take at a professional level to get your body up and get your body ready and and get out there to. To do it again, yep. but the the sharks are in this interesting funk um, where all, all of the things that used to make them formidable, they've gone back to being that sharks team where it's not so much oh they'll get in and they'll grind and they they love it in the trenches and they'll get dirty and they'll win to just uh if you want to beat the sharks you're going to have to grind with them. Yeah, you know? and and I know that they didn't lose this game, but um, yeah, they're they're most definitely not the the dominant. But it's even like Graham as well. I mean, it, was, it looked like they were fixed when Graham, like you mm. know, made his first return. Yep, and uh, you know, around Origin, and um, even that's not yeah. not the not the solution. Yeah. Rough, rough with Moylan. Um, that's what happens when you buy biscuits. <laughs> yeah. uh, Hasht- hashtag you won the trade. Fucking oath we did. <laughs> I can go with it. It's almost becoming a draw at the moment. I mean, neither of you might make the finals, so <laughs> at this stage. Yeah, again, I, I said to you, if you have AIDS. Yes. You know, and I gave you a way that you could have sex with someone with syphilis. You gave them your AIDS, but you got their syphilis. Yes. And you could then go to the doctor to be treated for syphilis <laughs> and get rid of it. <laughs> Who's won that trade? <laughs> um. Yeah, um, very poor. Dragons, is, it, yeah, Jesus fucking Christ. Nothing's fixing uh, them. Yeah. Nothing. No. Unfortunately. Yeah. Sorry, Dragon. I know, like, to get the way that they fought to get themselves back into this game, and then mm. I just feel like if you're going to be the, if you're going to be the sort of side that lets Aaron Wood score on you, mm. I mean, yeah, that, you deserve everything. Yeah. If you're going to get ass raped, at least get raped by someone good, like fucking Haas. <laughs> like, you know, that's. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Special K, uh, uh, fuck yourself, Chad Townsend, you bucket of cunt waste. 
<laughs> He's Cronulla's Toto. Yeah, underscore JDHD. <laughs> fuck the dragons. Fuck the coach. Fuck the players. Useless shitheads with their dicks in their hands having a circle jerk about how far, how unfair it is their rapist buddy can't play with them. No discipline, no structure, nothing. Fuck. Thank fuck the NFL starts soon. Mm. Uh, Shanta. Gareth Widdop indulges in a traditional English treat with a twist. The deep fried frozen Mars bar. <laughs> Uh, Michael said uh, there were more errors than points spot seven and below are the biggest indictments on expansion uh, fucking thank you can we not put that argument to rest now once and for all the biggest issue with expansion is quality of teams trotters fuck the dragons ship them away anywhere I don't care anymore and uh, Greg with Gal retiring the Sharks are doing a great job of bringing through the next crop of cunts you can hate I almost <laughs> forgot how much of a shit cunt human Fafita is when I see their new whinging piece of shit hooker Jaden Braley play so refreshing to hate someone new <laughs> 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 Previews. Okay, uh, kicking off the Thursday night game this week is the Eels versus the Doggies at Wank Best Stadium. Uh, what have we got here for the uh, Eels? Junior Palo returns. Alvaro drops to the bench. Moral drops out at 17. Doggies unchanged from last week. Um, honestly, I mean, I, 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 Eels, are, Eels are generally um, better at Bank West than anywhere else. Um it's become a true home home advantage ground for them. Mm-hmm. But Doggies on a roll. Doggies looking to cause maximum NRL chaos. And fuck me, I would love to see it happen. Fucking love it. Yes. I've, you know, I, I couldn't in good faith tip the Doggies any of the times over the last couple of, we- couple of weeks. But they've found a way to get it done. I mean, they're not the safe pick, but, uh, you know... Just, just for the just for the sheer chaos of it, you've got to say they're a chance. Hundred percent, they're a chance. Um, and and again, the the Eels put up a big score against a very disappointing like a garbage team. Yeah. Bryce Cartwright included defence. Yep. Um, I I think this game lives and dies on the first twenty minutes. Yeah, I think if the dogs can get in there and actually put some points on early, they might freak Parramatta out enough to. I think it might just you know, be able to just drag them down into into a, a you know a game of dueling mistakes um, and stuff as well. But, uh, yeah, if, if Parramatta get out to a run, I don't think the dogs team peg them back. The, the, the doggies, uh, yeah, for for the doggies to win, they have to restrict the eels to like you know less than. You know, sort of yeah. sixteen points, yep. I reckon, because they don't. You know, this, the, the, yeah, with, despite the grit and determination and all of the grind they're playing with, they're certainly not putting points on teams. You know, they're not yep. going. I don't think they're going to have a lot of points in them. Yep. So, uh, but you know, fuck, they've been up to it the yep. last couple of weeks. Uh, the Cowboys take on the Panthers up at thirteen hundred teeth. What have we got here? Matt Scott, obviously, stroke. He's out. Uh, Bolton comes in for him. Cohen Hess to the bench. Kahu to centre. Um, Tamalolo is in the 21, but not named, so he probably won't be back, but he could be, I suppose. Uh, Mansour's out for the Panthers. Uh, Crichton returns on the wing. Uh, Luai on the bench. Look, this is, if it, if, if it wasn't fucking D-Day last week, I mean, it's D-Day this week. Yeah. 
this is a game that you should win. The Cowboys have demonstrated that they are fucking cooked. Yes. Do you want? Do you want to give yourself a chance of finals or not? Exactly. That's one hundred percent what it comes down to, and it one hundred percent relies on our two halves sitting down and realizing that a rugby league game is eighty minutes long, and during that there are going to be times where you need to play for position and territory and really assert your dominance in the arm wrestle. Or just like, work towards something sets into the future. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You know? Um, I, I fucking can't believe how, how often it is. Like, I hear Cooper Cronk interviewed all the fucking time, and he just says so fucking often, oh, yeah, it was really tough there for a second, but all we did then was, you know, just concentrated on kicking to the corner and making our kick chase great, and that mm. got us back into the game. Yep. Like again, it, it's not fucking rocket science. Yep. But, uh, yeah, Penrith 13 plus. Penrith Strawley. Uh, the Broncos take on the Rabbits at Suncorp. This is the old uh, fucking uh, Wayne Bennett and uh, and uh, Anthony Harvard fucking revenge game. Revenge against each other's teams. Um, James Roberts revenge game. James Roberts revenge game. Yep. Um, fucking who's that other cunt? Jaden Sewer revenge game. <laughs> Tell you what, though. Yeah. I'm all for this fucking inter-coach wars. Yeah. Yeah. Players, players I'm yeah, not so hot about, but fucking good old Jason Demetrio had a big old spray at Seabold, reminding <laughs> him that last year in the finals, South scored one try. Yeah. Talking about how predictable their attack was and what a shithouse attacking coach he is. So. <laughs> There's some fucking feeling in this one. Yeah, so Pingu's suspended. So he, so uh, Gillett returns uh, from his injury. Uh, Turpin's suspended. So Sean O'Sullivan comes in to replace him in the halves. Alex Glenn goes into the centres. And uh, so Toto's mate Shitosaki is on the bench because, uh, you know, having a fucking centre on the bench is awesome fucking structure for your side. With, with a fucking forward in the centres because that's working out well every yeah. time it's happened. Yep. Um, so what they're doing by putting a centre in the reserves is they're, they're basically, they're actually banking on a fucking injury to their back line. Yeah. <laughs> and replacing it with literally the worst player on their books at the yeah. moment, <laughs> the position. Rabbits. Okay, what do they got? Uh, Burgess named, despite you know, a cloud from a quad strain. Um, Kyle Toner comes in for Braden Burns. Uh, Tom Burgess has a knee injury, so he's out. Liam Knight goes into prop. And Sutton replaces Ethan Lowe. Look, the rabbits have been fu- have been fucking on a downward spiral for a number of weeks now. Yep, uh, masterfully exposed by the doggies. Uh, honestly, at home, revenge game, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You know, I'd almost favour the Broncos the way the Souths are going. Yep. South's ladder position obviously, you know, imbues them with a, you know, a certain level of, you know, confidence from bookies and, you know, people who are trying to mm-hmm. protect, you know, protect the, how much money they got to lay out. But if you look at, like, recent form, mm-hmm. the Broncos have not been fucking good at all. Not at all. But, you know, neither of Souths. Yeah, so that's it. I, like, you know, I, I would favour Souths just because... But the only reason that you're doing that is because these guys 
want to get into the top four, surely they're going to fucking come good at some stage because they've been, you know, up there all season. But that, but that's that's literally the only reason. What, what I want to see here and what I want to see at the end of this season is I want to see Damien Cook add another aspect to his game. Yep. And I want to see him grab that fucking team by the scruff of the neck. You know, because at the, at the moment, I feel that his respect in that team comes from his his speed and his, his dummy half runs and those little things that he does. I really want to see him up them, talking at them and bringing them with him. Yep. Um, even if it's just Adam Reynolds to pull him back into the game. Yep. So, yeah, tipping Souths. Yeah, you've you got to tip Souths because you just expect it. You know, you, you, they've got to come good eventually, but fuck, how many times can you wish for that shit to happen and it'll happen? It. Uh, Sharks versus the Warriors. At uh, Reclaim Australia, the Sharks, Matt Moylan out again, obviously. Dugan to fullback. Uh, Fafita back from the knee injury. Uh, Warriors, what do we got? Isaac Lucas has come back from suspension, so he's in there at hooker. Um, Fusatua is back in the side. Patrick Herbert back in the side. Um, Beal is not gone with that knee. Uh, yeah, the thing fucking split in half and was sticking out of the skin, so. Yeah, so... What was it? What do you actually? What? What's it? What do you actually call that? Is it actually like a a knee gyna compound compound knee gyna? It's a knee, it's a knee gyna <laughs> when Com- compound patella patella gyna. Yeah. When, <laughs> oh no, that either sounds like an an Indian vagina or a hazelnut vagina. <laughs> um, Bob, <laughs> Bob's and patella gyna. <laughs> <laughs> and knee jean <laughs> Ugh, yuck um, all that aside <laughs> I, I don't think you can go past the Sharks here no Sharks yeah. at home Warriors not the best travellers Warriors not in great form at the moment Warriors queue in the rack you'd think yeah. Cronulla with everything to play for they can they can not not necessarily not, not really cement a final spot but they can fucking consolidate their you know they're, well, they're in pole position at the moment they, for, to take that seventh spot right so yeah, they, they can try and take it out of the hands of other people correct yeah they can and they can at least eradicate I mean if they were to win then they would probably you know remove some of those those mm-hmm. lower fringe teams from the from yep. the running as well um, yeah there's nothing else to say about that I mean, surely surely the Sharks are going to come good Tigers versus the Knights Campbelltown Jacob Little injured of course so we've only got 20 not 21 players named here for the West Tigers Josh Reynolds has been named in nine though Luke Garner comes back from suspension so Momorowski goes to the centres uh, Garner uh, in the second row. Jennings comes on in the wing. Chris Lawrence in the forward Which pack. Jennings? Uh, Robert. Okay. Uh, That's it. And Cheekan drops to the interchange no and Chris McQueen gets left out where he belongs. No blowback on the uh, Jennings tape? I don't know. Mm. I, don't th- I, don't, I haven't heard yeah, anything, I haven't, anything, I haven't about, heard about it. From- it's not... It's not actually hit the news, has it? No. It's just hit the scuttlebutt. Yes. Uh, the Knights. Danny Levi comes in uh, at hooker. And what else have we got there? Hunt moves to centre. Matauti to the wing. Sorry, Hunt to the wing, Matauti to the centre. 
Uh, Glasby's reserve after coming back from concussion. He's just in the 21 though. Okay, well, this is, this is uh, you know, we've had a couple of these games that have sort of been tangentially revolved around, you know, placement in the finals. This is one that has a direct season-ending quality to it, I think. Yeah, the loser it. the loser of this game has to be gone, surely. Has to be gone. I mean, because both of them, uh, the Knights over their recent slide, they've, you know, surrendered uh, a lot of for and against, and they yep. caught some back last week, yep. but not a great deal. The Tigers, have, I don't think they've had great for and against at any stage anyway, um, and, you know, they lost another 20 last week, so off that. So given the fact that they're not beating anybody when they, if they tie in the ladder, ladder mm. position... I feel that this, you know, the two points are the most important thing here, and I think the loser is probably, if these two teams aren't out of it anyway by now, the loser would almost certainly be out of it. Yeah, it. This one was really fucking tough to get a read on, and then you got the brownie shit as well. Like you know, just adds an extra, an extra wrinkle to you know. Do they? Do the boys get around brownie? Yeah, do they? You know, do they? Do they do it for him, or, or were there really rumblings of of unhappiness and and this? Who fucking knows? Um, fuck, I'm just going to tip Newcastle. I'm going to tip Newcastle. I'm giving them credit by tipping them. Yes. So how they spend that credit will determine whether you'll want to fucking listen to next week's episode. I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> Dragons take on the Roosters. Jubilee, Roosters by right. a billion. Yeah. I don't even fucking. I don't even talk about it. It's gonna. It doesn't matter who's playing. It doesn't matter what what positions have been shuffled around. Uh, the Roosters are going to win by a billion, and the Dragons are not even going to need Mars bars. See what if, if you're getting more than a dollar one for a multi of the Roosters into Melbourne. Yeah. Jesus Christ. And uh, on that note, Melbourne Storm versus Gold Coast Titans in Melbourne the weekend after a Melbourne loss. <gasps> this is, you know what, it, it's never going to be as brutal as our imagination tells us it's going to be. Yeah, correct. It won't be that bad. Yeah, no. Nah. But it's going to be bad. Yes. They will They will probably, they will almost certainly crack 30 points. Yes. Probably 40. Yes. I mean, in my head, I'm thinking, wow, it's going to be 60, but I don't think it'll be that. Um, I did see what were the storm about buck oh seven yeah versus it, like eight dollars yeah yeah eight dollars thirty ish or something Almost like that nothing that's probably the widest odds we've seen this yes. season for any game yep and uh, like after a loss I can't imagine the storm resting place this because they they played the they played the Titans a week after they lost to Manly too didn't they. Up in, but they rested all those. Or was that yeah, a different? Or was that a different? No, no, because they rested. It was after Origin. They rested all. They rested a couple, yeah, of, like four, four or five players. I think they had. They Wanda Sykes was suspended, and they rested another four yeah. of them or something. And they still raped them. Raped them, yeah. And, and and so yeah, this is it's you know has certainly has all the potential to be the biggest ass whipping of the season. Yep. Um, but yeah, we shall see. The uh, round finishes with the uh, Raiders versus the mighty Manly Sea Eagles in Canberra. Um, Cracker to finish the round. Tarpanay out. Uh, Sutton starts at lock. Uh, Hudson Young joins their bench. Uh, Manly squad unchanged from last week. Um, just on that, mm-hmm. am I wrong? Look, I'm a massive Tarpanay fan. Mm-hmm. Like just, just of the, the way he plays his footy. Has he always been a hothead? 
or is it only something new? Because I don't remember him being that sort of. I, I just I just don't remember. There's not like nothing has has jumped out and like there are players that I that I consider hotheads because it just they, they they fucking announce it. Yeah, you know. That's so, what I'm so, saying. so so no, I don't. I, like I've never I've never really. Yeah. Thought. I mean, Canberra, Canberra fans may have a different opinion, mm. you know, watching him intently mm. week in, week out. But, I mean, he's never announced himself to no, me as like a, a – not as a career hothead anyway. No. Maybe just recently. Mm. But uh, he is out in any case. Look, Raiders, hard to call. I mean, like, you know, are they are they buoyed by their, their great win against the Storm last week? Are they f- fucking worn down by playing two grand finals in a row? Yeah. Essentially as well. Uh, Manly with a nice turnaround as well, going from Thursday to Sunday. Uh, I don't think that. Yeah, we're not going to get um, Ciro back this week, but you know, I'm fucking, I'm I'm happy. Like, I mean, Jetski's a fucking rocks and diamonds kind of player, but despite all of that, you know, Cherry Evans still managed to find him with the same short balls that he part, you know, that he that he put Ciro over with for you know and. Uh, Brendan Elliott did a great job, uh, it, you know, replacing. Um, it, it's a sign, Parker. I think, of a, a good rugby league team and a good rugby league coach in the modern era. When, when what you've done is, there are certain pieces of it that are interchangeable. Mm-hmm. There, there are certain pieces where it is okay as, as long as you know the lines and as long as you know the plays. I can take you out of here and I can put you in there, and we're going to get pretty similar results yeah. for, for some positions. Well, you said you just um, set systems and structures in place where people have you know sort of simple jobs to do to but, you know yeah yep. that's it. Um, I'm back in Canberra here. I'm going Manly, of course. I feel that Canberra have played two grand finals in a row. They haven't got the heart for a third one, and mm-hmm. uh, whereas Manly well rested, uh, the game means more to them, frankly. Yep. I mean, in terms of you know table position, and uh, although does that attitude change if? South lose, <laughs> and uh, and Canberra. If the dogs get up yeah. over, if the dogs get up over Parramatta, and um, and South lose to uh, whoever the fuck they're playing, I've forgotten already. Yeah, that long ago. Yeah, um, the Broncos. I mean, if those two teams both lose, I mean, I would like to think that that would uh, you know steal Manly into basically fucking cementing a top four finish. But I mean, it could be like, well, fuck, you know, there's a, that's up our sleeve too. But um. Yeah, I'm, I'm confident that Manly will be up to the task and uh, break the hearts of the of the the Canberra in Canberra's. Okay, mailbag for this week. Um, had one from uh, our good friend, Mister Wars. Uh, which NRL club Instagram accounts are buying followers? It looks like a fair few, including my cunt circus Broncos. Them clubs be selling us lies. Mm. And uh, attached to his tweet, uh, he had a um, an infographic, which was kind of a compilation of screenshots of the profile pages for yep. uh, for clubs, um, talking about you know how many followers they had and the you know run through those sort of that. Twitter audit or whatever it was, with the estimated uh, percentage of real followers they had. So what they what they do is they take pages with known amounts of real followers and they mm-hmm. average out how many interactions you get, as in replies and comments and likes to your photos. With the idea being that fake followers don't interact once they've been paid for. 
Yeah, and I mean, which is not a. To be fair, which is not a great metric to to go by because. Fuck me, there are there is a ton of accounts. You know, probably fucking eighty percent of the accounts I follow are there for a strictly informational. Correct. I don't like 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 their shit. I don't interact with them or chat mm. them. It's literally just to see the head. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, just but to- that's the what makes it a good measure. Yeah, is that they take that into account. So they're not just okay. saying that this that we we assume that 80% of people will do it. Yeah. They're saying that here is an account with all of the followers and we know that this many people do do it. Oh, okay. Right? And with, with so that's what it shows but I th- there. But I think shows- that this would also it would, this would this would also uh I mean, there are there are there are like bot accounts have certain hallmarks to them as well in terms of the number fo- number of followers they Versus have. Following. Yeah, 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 and that, and that sort of well, thing as well. Okay, so- for, go to the. Was it the first one the Broncos? Yes. Okay, so what does it say? Like projected likes? Oh, it's the, the text is too small. Text is small. <laughs> I can't, oh, okay. Yeah, I, the, the picture's too pixelated. I can't. But I mean, I can see. Or what I can see is that they've got the a forty-four. Just let me just let me go to the original document that you sent me through. I might be able to enlarge it more on my phone. Hang a second, so we can see this might be better quality. This is better. Okay, so I'll just start swiping. Oh, yeah. Okay, so the Broncos. What you got? The likes average two point two percent. Expected. Oh, is it 2.2K? Expected 5.2, Okay, yeah. So, the average is 20%. Expected is uh, estimated real followers of the Broncos, 44%. So, so, they're saying that, what, what's that? 20% of people should be interacting. Yeah. But they're not. Yeah. Yeah. So, you go, you're, you're in the 80%. You don't interact. Yeah, that's right. Oh, well, the Brisbane Broncos don't even follow. Dare I say, been blocked. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't if I wanted to. <laughs> uh, um, so l- let's look at the teams that have actually uh, that aren't in the red. Well, uh, Para Eels fifty eight percent. That's a good one, apparently. Storm fifty seven percent. Dragons fifty seven. Manly fifty seven. Fifty eight for the Raiders. Sixty for the Warriors. This is real followers, by the way. Yeah, estimated real followers sixty one percent. Roosters sixty one percent. Sharks sixty three percent. Look, the other thing, again, just to, um, you know, play shit cunts advocate, there are also a lot of programs running Instagram accounts where they're just following anyone. Yes. So it may not necessarily be that all of those fake accounts are bought followers. They might be uh, just, you know. People that follow everyone. The Broncos, I mean, well, you know, if the Broncos have an expected amount of interaction and it falls short of that and therefore labels them as potentially having a larger percentage of fake followers Mm. compared to other teams, I don't think that this algorithm, what it doesn't take into account, I think they need to have another factor there for the Broncos one and they need to somehow have like a correlation with the Brisbane Lions Twitter account Mm. and then correlate the increase in interactivity on the Brisbane Lions Twitter account this year versus the downslide of the Broncos one because if there's anything we've learned over the the history of this show is that Broncos fans uh, are essentially cowards and will run to the Lions at the first sign of a fucking non-finals season. Yes. Juliet tweeted, another another great podcast I'm now listening to. Thanks to the recommendations I got is uh, This Week in League. Thank you for saying so. Uh, Stuart. Do we know if she made it past more than one episode? 
I don't know. Well, I mean, I think this wasn't the, the Muppet Babies one. It was the one after. So I guess the mileage may vary week on week. Stuart uh was uh he's a a, a man i believe he's a a manly or at least a you know sort of northern beaches residing tigers fan so it's it's like it's like a our mate you know sam also you know northern beaches living tigers fan when you're like basically there with a winning side and you you fucking actively choose not to support <laughs> not to support them uh, but he said uh, for what it's worth i was sitting right behind the channel nine sideline station which included billy slater this is at brookie the other night uh the crowd gave him plenty and to be fair he took most of it in good humor of note though was his response to a sledge about 2008 he reeled off a list of years including 2007 and 2009 i wish i was recording it obviously some kind of honeymoon period has passed and these guys have decided enough water's gone under the bridge that they can now start claiming that that's no i don't think they ever stopped man to be perfectly honest um yeah i I mean yeah i I don't think they ever i think they've maintained ever since you hear billy slater you know screaming for relevancy trying to fucking get in on the racism thing no no i didn't what happened there so we we covered it last week let's talking about the like latrell the instagram and yeah yeah, 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 okay yeah. yeah um so, uh, you know, he got on there and spoke about how, you know, yeah, racism's bad, racism's bad, uh, but why does it have to be racism to be abuse? Why can't we stop all abuse? You know, people say nasty things to players all the time. Um, and, and he, Daryl. He's, he's, <laughs> Daryl. <laughs> his quote was something like, just because they pay their 20 bucks, they think they can sit behind a three-foot fence and Ugh. and throw it like... It's almost like... Was it after Thursday last week? I don't know. It sounds like it's always a direct response to what we were just talking about from Stuart. <laughs> but do you know what, Billy fucking Slater? I thought we were talking about racism. I think he, I thought he was just like thinking, oh, I used to be a jockey. Oh, no, he, I, I used to be a jockey, so I'm qualified to talk about racism. He, he was saying, you know, why people are there to abuse players. Yeah. Let's get something straight. Things like legit death threats, they're just not socially acceptable in any in fucking any stage. vertical segment of society. So, yeah, by, by the very nature, they're not acceptable in rugby league. Yeah. Just like racism. Yeah. It, it's not that it's not okay in rugby league, but it's not okay for just, tolerated not, not, not okay for civilized fucking society. Yeah. Period. But do, do you know what, Billy fucking Slater? What you've never done is get up every day for six, sometimes seven days and- go to a fucking demanding job very often in a physically demanding environment, maybe more so than playing professional sport, mm-hmm. um, where you make barely enough money to get by mm-hmm. and one of the releases you have from that is supporting a professional sports team that that gives you a, a little bit of fucking release and and feeling, an feeling of belonging. Yeah. And then somebody does something that disappoints you, there's going to be emotional outbursts. Mm-hmm. And if you're too fucking precious for that to be okay, now again with the caveat, things like death threats and you know that, that's a step too far. Mm-hmm. And those people need to find other ways to manage their emotion. <laughs> yeah. But maybe if being screamed at by fans of opposing clubs or by your own yeah. club, if you you know aren't aren't up to certain scratches. If that's not okay, then maybe being a professional sports person is not okay for you. You know, mm-hmm. it, 
you hear the fucking police get in and start talking about how they need to be, you know, then there need to be things put in place to stop cut shooting at us. You know, it's <laughs> fuck me dead. Like, yeah. On that note, it's full time for episode 332. Thanks for listening, everyone. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter. So follow at TWI League. Also, facebook.com forward slash this week in league. And uh, don't forget the group on Facebook, which is uh, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Twill Nation, where it's all happening. Um, Make sure you hit the like button, share our posts around as we put them up, help us spread the word. Um, Apple Podcasts, best way to support the show. Subscribe on there if you can. And um, take yourself to the Apple Podcasts app and search for This Week in League. Uh, Click in there, choose a rating, leave a review. We had another one this week um, entitled, I was from uh, Jimmy, uh, entitled Rugby League Rugby League's Wives Against Medicine, five stars. A brilliant rendition of Fifty Shades of Rugby League. A furry journey through Rugby League's ratbagging and game playing. It blew my mind to hear the first Rugby League podcast that doesn't rip my beloved Warriors to shreds and isn't afraid to call Robbie Farrow out on his greasy hero-like persona. Fantastic stuff. Thank you, sir. Tipping. Okay, Toosie remains on top, tied with Voodoo Rock. And then we go back through the usual suspects. Conan, the Eel, Thakos, PT, Tiger Man, Robo, Matt F, Yellarbon. That's a, I think that's a new contender. Uh, Wobby Thara and myself and round out the top 10. Um, Supercoach. Oh, I don't have it there, but we know the fucking old mate. <laughs> old mate's on top. Yeah. Well, I don't know where my screenshot went for that one this, uh, this week, but... Um, I'm sure he's on top, narrowly followed by the guy that's second. Sam Seals, I think, was coming second. The, the notorious PODs yeah. on top, no doubt. Yeah. And uh, the rest of it we'll catch up with uh, next week on the <laughs> on the Supercoach side of things. Let's pretty much go just over to uh, pretty much over Supercoach as well, because I think that's what is it was the first week of finals last week, I think, because you know it has to wrap up while there's still every team in the competitions, so yeah, all the players it. are in the game. So, so I think that it must be coming up to probably what semi final week maybe this week for yeah. Supercoach. So uh, best of luck everyone who's in there, and uh, I hope you win your respective leagues. Uh, that's it. Do you have anything else to add? No, I'm all fucking. Rant ejaculated out. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect timing, right under the two hour mark. So, on that note, we'll see you next week. Later. <laughs>